Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now on Adam and Jordana, let's talk movies and streaming with the foremost expert, Tim Lammers. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com and get more of Tim's work at directconversations.com. So, Tim, let me just ask before we get to the movies, where do you stand on the sloppy Joe? I like him. Thank you. What's Wait your version of the sloppy Jordana Joe? Doesn't. No, Jordana has a nope. different. Get the no. Okay, well here. Let's okay. hear what Jordana thinks is a sloppy Joe. Go ahead. And people are very concerned that I'm saying tongue in the sentence. Yes, there used to people at least delis in New Jersey used to sell tongue. It was like a lunch meat. Uh-huh. So it's it's this. It's here. Here's the deal, um, Tim. It's like three triangle shaped pieces of rye, and layered with pastrami corned beef, Thousand Island dressing, often turkey, sometimes tongue. My grandfather used to like tongue, so that's why we had it. Just, uh, oftentimes people don't make it because it is gross. Um, coleslaw, Thousand Island dressing, so like a three, you know, three-stack sandwich with little, uh, you know, one of those fun toothpicks with the cellophane on top, little cocktail mm-hmm. toothpick. That's what we called Sloppy Joe's. So oh. I never had this, quote, loose meat sandwich. It was more of a sandwich. <laughs> You know what, Jordan? I love you and everything, but I'll pass on the old tongue sloppy Joe. No, no tongues. Okay. Don't, oh my don't, God. don't Google said, beef tongue, by the way. Don't Google that. I'm not going to Google no, nothing. it's not. <laughs> not yeah, it was kind of gross. I know. Oh All right, let's, let's that's, do that's talk movies. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's talk movies, and then we can talk what you're doing Super Bowl later. But um, let's start with this theatrical release. It's called Lisa Frankenstein. Starring Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse. Are you hot burning me? Lisa! Does he have more of a basketball bod or a football bod? He doesn't play sports. I tend to his grave. I talk to him. I wish I was with you. That's really weird, Lisa. Okay, what what's happening here? What's going well, on? it's called Lisa Frankenstein, written by one-time Minnesota resident Diablo Cody. If you can remember, her Oscar-winning screenplay, Juno, was set in St. Cloud. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Juno's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one is not set in St. Cloud. Uh, somewhere on the West Coast, it seems where it's in the, it's in 1989 there's this misfit goth girl played by Catherine Newton can't fit into a new school she finds comfort by hanging around in a cemetery by the grave of this handsome young man from the Victorian era uh lightning strikes the grave and reanimates his corpse and up pops Cole Sprouse from Riverdale she attempts oh, to help him find various missing body parts because you got to remember after a couple hundred years you know things are going to get you know, dissipate. <laughs> and um, uh, she's, when they do, they stitch the parts on, on, on the corpse one by one, like Dr. Frankenstein, you know, 
they, they give it a dose of electricity provided by a dysfunctional tanning bed because it is the 80s and 90s. Um, this corpse uh, gets closer and closer to being human with each uh, new body part. Unfortunately, they need to find alive people to get these parts from, which means that they have to act in a murderous manner. So it's really a dark uh, horror rom-com that mostly just falls flat. It oh, just gosh. doesn't work. You know, how, how often have you seen a movie where it's like, you can pinpoint and you say, you know, I think they're trying to be funny here. They're trying to force it too much. You get that for most of this movie. Hmm. It seems now, to me, are we talking about seems Cole to me, Sprouse from the, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, it's just, it seems to me like this would be a Halloween movie. And it's well, you know, yeah, I mean, I think here, because they're trying to hold, play up the whole uh, romance angle, they're trying to go for the Valentine's Day uh, date crowd nice. here, I think. <laughs> But really, what it does feel like is a bad team rom-com from the 80s and 90s. I think it really does have promise. I mean, halfway through its final act, and the movie's about an hour and 40 minutes long, there's some of this Diablo Cody wickedness in there that you, you get, which is pretty funny. But to me, it's just like, oh, you know, too far, too, it's just too late. You know, for, for, for this to really to save the movie at this point. I mean, I, I would prefer there was a movie that came out about uh, 10 years ago or whatever. It was called uh, Warm Bodies, where it was a woman that had a zombie boyfriend and basically tried to bring him, make him whole again, make him human again. So it seems to feel a lot like that sort of movie. So, it's, you know, you just come away from a movie like this. It's like, eh, I've seen this before. This is the same Cole Sprouse from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, because my kids used to love that show. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and more recently, Riverdale, which mm, is a takeoff yeah. of the Archie comics. And I have to mm-hmm. say, I mean, he doesn't speak a word of dialogue for almost the entire movie. He's a creature. Oh, He's like Frankenstein, so it's like, rrr, rrr, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Fire, oh, bad, yeah. <laughs> And then there's no bread, <laughs> beer, good, cigar, good, nothing like that. <laughs> Um, but, but at one point, you know, he, he just maybe because of his, what he's wearing, it reminded me a lot of Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands. Yes. And because the movie is set in suburbia, it's like, wow, this kind of gives me that feeling, which is really cool. But again, it just comes way, way too late in the film for me to even, you know, it just, you know, you, you hope a movie's going to turn the corner at some point, And this takes forever to turn yes. the corner, yeah. unfortunately. Hard pass. Sounds like we'll pass on that one. This one, though, I've seen, I totally forgot about this because I saw the previews for this, and I think I've been watching other shows. But finally, uh, just remember this one. I think this is one that Jen and I will get into. Uh, It's the FX Hulu limited series, Feud, Capote versus the Swans, Naomi Watts, Diane Lane, Demi Moore, Callista Flockhart, and Tom Hollander, who plays Truman Capote. We see the importance of presentation. Underneath, though, it's an act. Truman. Tell me everything. Here's the fact. Even your sister will steal your man. I don't know what matters more to him the sex or you knowing about it. Wait, go back. We're talking the governor's wildebeest wife? That fat-ankled Harry. Yes! 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This looks great. Oh. I, I hope you like this one because oh this my one God. looks good. Well, I will first tell you that in 2017, the first feud by producer Ryan Murphy came out. That was Jessica Lang and yes. Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis and uh, Joan Crawford. Uh, one of the best series yes. I've ever seen. Really? Bar none. This finally, seven years later, they came up with a great story, a true story. This, this is the real housewives before there were real yep. housewives, okay? And this is true. I mean, Truman Capote, uh, obviously he wrote in Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's, but he was also a columnist, I guess you could say, for Esquire magazine. And he was a high society guy who actually came from humble beginnings, um, growing up with Harper Lee uh, down south. And, you know, he, he, obviously, he gained the confidence of these women. They were all married. He's an openly gay man in the 1950s and 60s, which was very, very rare. But he was embraced by these women because they felt safe and they told him things that they probably shouldn't have told him because he betrayed them by publishing it all in an Esquire column. So they vowed to get even with him. So mm. three episodes so far. You named the cast. I mean, and Chloe Savani is also part of that cast. Love her. Tom Hollander is brilliant as Truman Capote. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And he's been in things that you know. I mean, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, he was like Queen. He wasn't the manager. He was involved with Queen somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he was in a great show called The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston. And so he's a terrific actor who finally gets to showcase his talents. Now, you might want to compare this to um, Capote with Philip Seymour uh, Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, and I went back and watched a little of that. And that's a much different look at Truman, right. much more serious. Here you get more of the whimsical Truman. And, you know, that voice. It's, it's amazing. And there's another actor, Toby Jones, that played him in That's a movie right. called Infamous. Yep. So it, not too many people have attempted it because it is a very tall order. But it is a masterfully produced series that's completely fascinating. Three episodes so far. I loved every second Good. of the first three episodes. Can't wait. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, that's on my list. Putting it on the list. Uh, what's this story about movies that are getting made that are being written off that we will never yeah. get to well, see on, uh, on x this morning because i'm still trying to get used to saying x um there was a post it's like you're seeing the uh, batgirl trending it's like well what's going on are they going to release it because the 90 million dollar movie by warner brothers was going to be on streaming then they said theatrical and then they canceled it all together and it will it will never be seen. They use it as a ninety million dollar tax write off. Uh, Warner Brothers discovered. Why aren't we going to see it? Well, they, apparently it was unreleasable. Said one of the uh, people at DC Warner Brothers. Well, now it appears that this movie uh, Act uh, it's uh, Coyote versus Acme, 
which is based on the Roadrunner cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 35 to $40 million. Uh, they were going to cancel it, and then there were bidders, including Paramount, including Netflix, whatever. Even at a price tag of 35 to 40 and an offer from these studios at up to $80 million, Warner Brothers Discovery reportedly rejected it, which means it could suffer the same fate as Batgirl and never be seen. Now, imagine putting your heart and soul into a $40 million. I can't even fathom these numbers. Uh, $35, $40 million picture or a $90 million picture. All these actors, all the craftspeople, everybody, and never have it seen. And it... At least by this report from the RAP, it's suggesting that this may be going down that route. It hasn't happened yet, hmm. but it's not looking good. We only waste that kind of money on elections. That's too bad. Yeah, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I could open a can. You want me to open a can of worms? Sure. I can have. I can do that for you. Or forming a committee to come up with the design of a state flag. Oh, <laughs> oh God! That? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, by the way, Tim. I finished Griselda. Oh, no, we have one more Griselda. And thank you for that recommendation because I love it. I love Sofia Vergara. It's so good. It, it really is. And I'm not knocking the design of the state flag. It just costs so much money to come up with this stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. But I will tell you quickly, after I watched uh, Capote versus the Swans, uh, a, a film came up, Cocaine Godmother. There was actually a film in 2018 Mm-hmm. That starred Catherine Zeta-Jones yes. as Griselda. Boy, let mm-hmm. me tell you something too. The real Griselda, she should be uh, thanking. Uh, I know she's no longer with us, but she should be applauding the uh, the casting agents in Hollywood. Catherine Zeta-Jones and now uh, Sophia. Vig- they don't look anything like uh, the real woman looks. I'll just say <laughs> I know, that. Yeah. I know. But it is a great series, and I'm glad you're watching it, uh, Jordana. After the last one, go right over. I would even maybe suggest, it, you don't have to because they're anthology stories, but I would say start with uh, Betty versus Joan and then go to Capote versus the Swans, two of the best uh, instances of television that you will ever see. Love it. Tim Lammers, thank you so much. For more uh, on Tim's work, directconversations.com. We so appreciate you taking the time today. Okay, have a great weekend. Have a good weekend, too. You got it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.